What's up, everybody? This is Brendan. This is Taylor. And we are Straight Up Sabres, covering the Buffalo Sabres for the Hockey Podcast Network. That's right. You can hear us every Monday and Thursday on Hockey Podcast Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Straight Sabres or follow us on Facebook at Straight Up Sabres. We are very excited to bring you all of the latest coverage of what is surprisingly seeming to be a pretty exciting Sabres season ahead. That's right. The Rasmus Ristolainen breakout season is here. You can only hear it every Monday and Thursday, the Hockey Podcast Network and Buffalo Fanatics, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 83 of Red Wings Rant. Uh, tirades and passion, please, about your Detroit, Detroit Red Wings now have a home. Uh, that's right. Um, Matt, it's, uh, wait, which direction is this going? I have my notes up and... Let me pull the camera up so I can see Mike's face. There it is. Hey! All right, if I point this this way. That's, that's Matt. That's Mike. Look, let's touch fingers. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Okay. Well, we've got uh, new... I would have really freaked out. <laughs> we got some new games to play today. We've got uh, some old games coming back. We are uh, we're chock full of segments, just like uh, Massimo Zanetti's favorite New York brand coffee, chock full of nuts. Um, yeah. If you find uh, Red Wings rant, uh, wherever, go to bodpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com. That is the home for Red Wings rant. All, all of our episodes, uh, the multi per week blogs, of course, uh, half of those coming from Jesse L. That you can find. Uh, uh, shoot, you can go straight to bodpodcast.com and find those blogs. They are the feature um, part of the website. And uh, head on over to at bodhockey if you want to follow us on Twitter, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube right now. And uh, what else What else do we have? Yeah, we do have that YouTube channel. We'd love you guys to check out. We are just listed as the Brothers of Discussion. We have everything split up. So you can find uh, your Red Wings rant stuff and uh, pro wrestling is the other uh, topic we cover. Uh, all of that has been separated on the channel. Go check it out. And uh, we're going to keep pushing out those videos, the weekly videos of uh, some updates on Red Wings contracts, uh, prospects, anybody that uh, gets signed. We're doing an analysis of where the value's at for their contracts uh, so far. Everything looking good. Mantha, Bertuzzi, everybody we brought in as a free agent. Nobody was overpaid. Um, I think we can safely say that. Um, but, yeah, you can check that all out at our, our YouTube page. It's where we want the hub of the Brothers of Discussion to be located. Also, check everything out uh, of the Hockey Podcast Network. You can see it. Oh, I took off. Where is that little bugger? Take uh, it off. There it is. Right above Mike's head. There's that logo. The Hockey Podcast Network is at HockeyPodNet and uh, the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. And I also want to make sure y'all know that today is the very last day to check out. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. If you haven't yet, what I'd like y'all to do <laughs> is uh, head on over to our Twitter. It's at BOD Hockey. And I want to show you guys what this looks like real, real quick, real quick is our giveaway oh. that we're hoping people will share this. Uh, but all you have to do is retweet this post, which is pinned right now on our page. Um, we have uh, 28 retweets. I'm pretty sure like the uh, the San Jose Sharks podcast um, has like 50. So we've got some work to do today. 
But uh, you got to retweet this post and then follow us on Twitter at BOD Hockey and follow uh, Hockey Pod Net. And you will be entered in for a Red Wing, or I guess you could pick whatever you wanted, but a Red Wings jersey giveaway um, if, is how we're, we're putting it. A lot of us have Red Wing jerseys, right? Right. So this might be your opportunity to get your hands on that Seattle Kraken jersey. Oh, there's a good idea. Yeah. A little Kraken action. All right. Let me get this off the screen, Mike. We have we have our new Christmassy game we're gonna play. Yes. Um, Speaking of cracking, we're gonna be cracking one open here in a minute. Woo! Uh, Brought to you by Rochester Mills Beer Company. Matt, ooh, I like that. Stouts. Yeah, you like woo. that little? Uh, yeah, a little little growl on there. I like I like the sound of that. All right, so we're gonna be drinking. Uh, we'll, we'll crack these open in a second here. Uh, but it's yeah, 2020s uh, uh, milkshake stout. 12 Days of Christmas uh, package that you I found it at Meyer. Uh, if you guys are in the Detroit area, Mike, you found it at the local store, the local yes. uh, watering hole. The Vine and Hops uh, local watering hole. And at this place, they uh, had okay prices and you get ID twice. Yeah, that was really sweet of them to make sure. Like, they this uh, guy, does it's this guy know what he's getting himself into? It's uh, it's COVID season out there. Uh, hold on, please. <laughs> so uh, I had my mask on. They took my ID card and you know didn't just scrutinize it. They said, "Well, we gotta scan it." I said, mm-hmm. "You know, I had my mask on." <laughs> so they scanned it. Everything went fine. And then uh, I don't know. They took a look at me carrying it with uh, you know cheruby cheeks, and they said, "Can we see that one more time?" And so I pulled my mask down to show them my handsome baby face. And here we are today with. Matt's breakfast time. We're gonna start out with chalky chip pancake milk stout. Yeah, uh, I, I'm glad you picked this one because at first I was a little worried about drinking beer at uh, yeah, ten in the morning. Yeah, breakfast. So I'm glad we're having pancakes. Right. Right. Now I will say I am a fan. So we're gonna finish them, right? Here we go. Oh, I, I I got a glass. A glass? Yeah. You got a free glass right here. It's in a can. Look at this. I want to see what the head looks like. So she said. <laughs> oh my god, that's delightful. Look at that. That that's pretty. That did not take a lot of effort. Sometimes you got to put some effort to get a nice looking you know, head on on the old beard. Um, one of my first thoughts here, besides how delicious this is, um, if you go to like a mm-hmm. uh, uh, distillery, right? Yeah. Um, I went to one that uh, they were talking about whiskey. And they're talking about, you know, when you get a smeared off and there's like 400 different flavors. Yeah. Those are masking agents because it's a low quality product. So they make it taste like sugar bombs. This being a chocolate chip pancake milk shake stout. You'd think it would be a low quality beer, but it's it's pretty enjoyable. Oh, you've oh. taken your sip already? I'll spit it back out. Hold on. Thank you. This is a, a seven malt blend, uh, 5.2% alcohol per volume, uh, 20 IBUs. And, and, you know, obviously this is going to be your one, your one pint can. Uh, that, that seems to be the go for, uh, for all these uh, local breweries and whatnot. I think it's the standard can that the, or probably the cheapest can. I remember I used to have to buy these. Um, brewed with chocolate, uh, milk sugars, and cocoa nibs. So, I, I mean, Mike, the first thing I smell just cracking this open, I mean, it is just straight up chocolate. I, I don't know if this needed to be labeled pancakes, but I guess I'm about to find out, right? Yeah, I'm going to find out again. 
Wow. All right. Um, the milk part of this, the milkshake stout, <laughs> stout part, is very milky. Um, yeah. I mean, this doesn't even taste like this isn't even beer. Yeah. This, I, this tastes. I. I think they gave just a Is this just a chocolate shake? Oh my god. What's alcohol? It's a five. Yeah. Oh man, you could die on these things. Oh my god, I can't believe this is a five. This, I, this is like milk. This is so smooth. It's that good. is an endorsement, by the way. I, I think there's some guys out there that are like, mm -mm, give me that Bud Light. I gotta taste piss when I'm drinking my beer. Not this guy. This guy wants something tasty in it in his mouth. Um, you know what? Yeah, it's fuck. You know Run into that one. I want something tasty in my mouth. This is tasty. It's like it came out of a horse's jingle. I don't want it. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt, let me ask you a line change question. Our first one of the episode. Um, oh, I don't think we have a. We don't have that graphic queued up. We'll just pretend it went by. Yeah. Would this beer be enhanced with a powdered sugar rim so it truly tasted like chocolate chip pancakes? That's what I wanted to get into next. Does this really taste like chocolate chip pancakes? Because it's very milky. It's very easy to drink. And I'm sure that as we go through all 12 of these beers, are we going to continue to get that? I think so. But I'm not getting, like, this. it smells like chocolate. But not, but I, it could have been just called kind of chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate. Well, it could have been called kind of chocolatey is what I was going to say. Because we have another one in the box called double chocolate. <laughs> so, I, I mean... I, if we're going to rate these, if I'm going to rate it on, like, drinkability, I mean, I think I've had things that are easier to drink. Uh, but out of 10, I mean, that's got to be, like, in the 8.5 range. Um, for it matching for it matching the title, which I think is going to be key to this for 12 beers that we're going to drink, matching the title, Mike, I'm going to give it, like, a 5. Out of 5? Out of 10. Oh, I'm going to give it a 1. I eat a lot of breakfast food, and I would not drink that blindly and say, God damn, that is chocolate chip pancakes. Well, be realistic. Come on. <laughs> I'm giving it a five because you still get the chocolatey you, notes. But you put I mean, it on the can. You put it on the can. I should, I should close my eyes and you, think that I'm you, at IHOP. You think that it should come with a little fork on the side, that you should be digging chocolate chip pancakes. There should be bits of butter, powdered sugar, and a chocolate chip floating around in there. When I when I jingle I, the can, I should hear chocolate chips banging around in there. I mean, one of, one of the elements, too, is uh, I, I think the uh, – um, oh, oh, my gosh, the packaging. I mean, I don't know. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I mean, that's what's on the can is some chocolate chip pancakes with uh, some syrup yeah. and, and whipped wow. cream on top. The scan is beautiful. Um, I mean, it, grading, you know, yeah, if we're grading the uh, judging a book by the cover, that's a ten out of ten. That is a sexy yeah. pile of pancakes right there. I, I'll give that because I've seen some of the other cans, and this is definitely one of the better cans that uh, that we're going to be pulling out of that box. So, all right. So, what what did Mike? Say, that, can, that can is undisputed right there. That is a beautiful <laughs> design. I love that. All right. So you you said let me, I want to take these notes right now because I'm giving it an eight point five for drinkability. Um, I'm giving it a five for matching uh, the flavor and a 10 uh, for the can. And Mike, you're going to match that 10 for the can and you're giving it, uh, what, what's your drinkability uh, rating drinkability, there? I will say a 10. It is super smooth. You'll be surprised to find out there's uh, alcohol in it. 
right, uh, I got to do that that Portnoy guy, Portno guy from uh, Barstool Sports where he's doing those pizza um, uh, pizza yeah. reviews. The, the, them rookie numbers, you, you can't you can't give whole numbers like that. It's oh, he's a douche. I, I don't know. He what never gives a ten out of ten because then he doesn't know where to go from there. So oh, I, he's a, I he's respect like a, a Meltzer disciple. Gotcha. He, yeah, he's he's a douche, but I respect that that point of a ten out of ten means you can't go anywhere from there. All right, so matching the flavor, you're given a one, or do you want to? I like it's very drinkable, but I don't think I'm 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 very interested to see what happens when we drink the other chocolate flavors to see if there's any discernible difference. And it is almost twelve different flavors of chocolate <laughs> beer. Yeah. So it's, I'll I'll I'll, give, I'll put the one down, and then we'll we'll keep track of the. Matching well, flavor, you can change it. Tell, oh, yeah, yeah I you know what? I mean, chocolate pancakes do have chocolate in them. It tastes like chocolate. I'll, I'll say a four. All right, I'll come up for my very hasty score there. <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna wait the drinkability. Um, that's got to be most of it. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably just put this at like a seven. We'll we'll say yeah, we'll say seven right now. I think I'll create a formula so we can put all these together. And Mike, I think this puts you in the same range because you gave it a 10 for drinkability. So we're probably at a seven out of 10 overall for this beer. Because uh, sometimes when you drink like a stout, you'll, uh, I don't know, you'll feel like you had like a big big mug of Sleepy Time tea, but this, yeah. it's it just feels sweet and smooth. And I, you know, I'm gonna be bummed when this can is empty. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'll say for bringing this to an event, Mike, bring it. Bring it if we ever get to do. Um, what do you? Oh my God, I can't think at all. What What are those called before a football game? And your Buffalo you. Bills. Yeah, your Buffalo Bills fan. You throw your buddy through a table. Uh, yeah. If there's ever tailgates again, uh, bring this along because this is. Well, no, I guess you might die because it's so drinkable. Uh, I, I'm kind. All right. If you're a responsible person, bring this along because this isn't going to ruin your day. And if you if somebody's making pancakes. I think this will go great with it, uh, but like breakfast yeah, so, dinner. Yeah, exactly. Little there Brenner. Huh? Yeah, yeah, little Brenner. There we go. Some Brenner action when you're drinking this. I'm. I will say I'm a little sad that this is going to be gone now. Um, yeah. But maybe I'll just buy another. Our, our biggest mistake is not having a food to sample it with. That's true. I, I am a big pizza and stout guy, so this is uh, this is kind of sad. But anyway, uh, that's right. Uh, we're going to walk away from this segment. That is a seven out of ten. On the old, uh, let me, the, the chocolate chip pancake milkshake stout from Rochester Mills. Uh, we'll be doing this for 12 straight episodes because we've got 12 cans of beer. We'll, we'll be going two episodes a week starting in uh, December. So this will this will kind of ramp up a little bit once we get closer to Christmas. Uh, but yeah, 7 out of 10 on this guy. So if you guys are, uh, are looking at least for one Rochester Mills beer, uh, 7 out of 10 is not bad. All right. All right. Do some hockey. Uh, I hope y'all enjoyed that. We had to get that out of the way because we wanted to make sure the beer was cold. Uh, maybe we'll have to grab. Uh... Ooh, I think that would even taste good warm. Anyway, uh, I know we were going to talk about the prospect update, Matt. And uh... absolutely, I'm trying to. I think I didn't upload my picture here for the prospect update, so I'm, I'm just going to go ahead. Let's go to eliteprospects.com. I'll, I'll share that instead. Um, it just like. Everybody seems to be talking about it. Um, I think the point that I wanted to bring up was just that uh, Blashill was asked, like, what are you getting out of out of everything that's going on right now with uh, with the Red Wings prospects playing uh, overseas? And I, I got to respect 
got to respect what he said was he, he doesn't watch it a lot. So he doesn't really know what to take from the points that are going on over there. So he's, he's really just looking for what's going on from, uh, you know, winning, winning battles perspective kind of thing. Uh, so I, I, I'm a huge fan of just that, that coming out of Blashel's mouth. Cause I know people really hate Blashel, but, uh, at least he's looking at this and being, you know, uh, uh, um, what do you want to say? I mean, he's being super realistic and, he, and he's being honest too. So here's uh, here's what's going on on EliteProspects.com. Please, Elite Prospects, don't don't do what AEW did to our podcast and <laughs> make us delete this just because we're sharing your website. Uh, but I mean, a couple of, right off the bat, you know, you, you see uh, Teddy, I'm calling him Teddy, Mike, uh, Niederbach right at the top there, but you got to remember that he's getting all those points uh, in the old J20. So he, he's playing children. Uh, so it, it's, it's not, not impressive and it does mean something, but uh, don't, don't take too much away from that, that leaderboard um, meaning that he's NHL ready. I think it just means that we kind of nailed it prospect wise, right? Like, you, you take, yeah, you take I, somebody who I think, maybe – go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say what this table's missing is is two items. One, the age of the player, and two, the age of the children that he's playing against. Well, I Just well, to fully we, give you that context. I mean, you'll see a J20, but Theodore Niederbach, how old is he really? <laughs> yeah, those, those are the questions that are impossible to answer. Uh, but if we pull <laughs> up his profile <laughs> – well, well it helps 18. give you some context because you might come flying. You might what? come in hot. Whoa, 35 <laughs> points in 24 games. And then you figure out, oh, Taylor's like 27. What? He's not, but, you know, you just want to be aware in case he is. Well, yeah, he's uh, he's, play, he's playing uh, some children that are his, his age. So it, it it's fine. And he's that, playing that's against one of the squirts right now. <laughs> yeah, he's playing squirts. That's why he's got... <laughs> <laughs> Or is it uh, no? It's it's called uh, it's is it Pee Wee hockey still? I don't know. Uh, it's been so long since we we used to have to go watch our cousins. Since we laced him up. Uh, the big one, Mike, is uh, you jumped down the list a little bit. Mort Sider just finished his five game point streak. Uh, everybody was pretty stoked about that. Again, um, it is pretty cool to see these guys go over there and dominate. But I think there's also a reason that people leave these other leagues and come to the NHL. I think one is notoriety. You get money. Uh, a little bit more uh, pills in the pockets. But I think that, you know, we're obviously taking a step up in the competition. So uh, I think it's just good to see that these guys are producing. Uh, we've played the game before, right? Like, what if this happened and you were pulling up just turd sandwich after turd sandwich? And that's where it starts to get a little disappointing. And, Mike, I think that's where you see some of these other guys having success. And you're starting to say, are are they ready to make maybe a, a trip over uh, into some you know some more for, uh, formidable uh, opponents and and uh, yeah, I'll just say as a Detroit Red Wing, like these guys are are looking good over there. So there there's more leaning them in the direction of of joining the team, and that that's more a comment for more cider. Uh, but you take a look at like. Joe Valeno, Mike, and you pointed out to me, I know, I know we don't like the plus minus stat, but it turns into one of those things where you start to like, you can't ignore it because he's easy, easily you know, the worst. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know and, who else doesn't like the plus minus stat is Joe Valeno. Right. You know, coach, it's a misleading stat. Uh, you know, I don't think it really shows how much I brought to the, all my ships. I mean, 
They just happen to score. I'm in a lot of bad, you know, defensive spots. I got to start a lot of face-offs in my own zone. I don't have to go into Corsi with you. So, you know, I'm really doing a great job out here. Um, they, they can't <laughs> wait to renew my uh, my rental contract. Everything's going great. Four points? You know, that's in 10 games. That's that's an old hey, stat. Nobody does, did you hear, did nobody you hear does points said? anymore, Coach. It's all <laughs> Corsi. No one cares about my no goals, my no assists. I am arguably an all-star. It's going really well. <laughs> it's going great. No, and I think we watched we watched Valeno. Like he's always been that guy with like flashes, right? So there there were the highlights uh about a month ago of Valeno coming in. I think it was his first game overseas and just absolutely tearing up the D, making space for himself and scoring a goal. Uh yeah. like a really great pullback D, uh getting the defender out of the way. But and that's fine. That's great. Uh I shouldn't say fine, that's fantastic. But we don't we don't need the flashes. We need we need a guy where we're not making jokes. Like this this that's the realm we want to be in, right, Mike? Like where we're not saying uh at the start of the analysis of Joe Valeno, we don't want to be saying, Well, we hate plus minus, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we are lacking uh like real analytics for me for us to dive deep into just from going to eliteprospects.com. So that's where this gets so much harder to dissect. But we we'd like to be at a point with Joe Valeno where we're not coming up, where we're not putting like asterisks on his performance over there. I think I think that's the disappointing part. Um, but if, again, if we wrap this we wrap this conversation up, I, I think there's a lot to be happy about, and that's that's kind of why we wanted to bring it up. I'm encouraged whenever I see defenders scoring points, so it's kind of cool to see Hronik, uh, William Wallander, Mo Sider, and Johansson all all contributing to stat sheets. So. Even contextually, knowing that they're playing against the 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 squirk, the squirk, you know, from South Park and well, Mino Bear, but they're they're playing. Uh, so it's pretty much Niederbach is is the one where we had to throw the asterisk. Wallander, same thing. Oh yeah, everybody else in the SHO too. Yeah, a lot of them yeah. are 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 performing fantastically uh, in in those adult leagues over there. So that's 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 the thumbs up. That's where you start to like lean in and go, oh oh boy, we might have nailed it. I hope I hope we have suddenly four top four defensemen uh, just hanging out in Europe for a little while. So there you go. Uh, and, and one more element to that too. Like I, I know, again, we all want to be excited that they are putting up points, but every, and I, this is just the human side of things, Mike, um, every day that they are over there, I think they start to lose. They, they, it, it we can we can say no they're adults they know like not to lose too many habits but habits are born from repetition so the right. the longer that they're over in that league they are getting further away from what the NHL game needs to be to win so that's the scary part but i think it is good i think if we had to pick i think we'd rather that they were putting up these numbers and looking good over there in Europe as opposed to um what Jovelino's doing all right so moving on uh <laughs> Greg Wyshynski got an opportunity uh, to speak with um, Commissioner Gary Bettman. Mike, just real Ooh. quick. <laughs> right. We have another hub model. Uh, we have a we have another hub model being talked about. Uh, that's my Gary Bettman. Well, I thought that was your John Mulaney. But go that ahead. was my uh, impression of Gary, uh, Gary, of Greg Wyshynski doing Gary Bettman. Uh, so I, won't, I listened to too much Puck Soup. Uh, so... They're they're exploring the possibility, Mike, of playing uh, in in their own buildings without fans. Uh, it, it's going to be an arena by arena issue, but they're also talking about a hub 
situation where you come and play for 10 to 12 days and then you go home for a week, which is exactly what you and I said. And I absolutely, I, I love the firefightership. I love the, we're going to have a couple of teams. We'll have them rotate in and out. Uh, you have, you know, in, in that hub, chunks chunks of teams, and you're going to get to know different hockey teams, Mike. How about that? How about the NHL could actually set up a way for Detroit Red Wings fans to watch other hockey teams because the Red Wings will eventually take a week off. And then we're going to be starving for hockey. So what do we watch? Other teams. I think this could be an amazing way to build the league, focus on some of the star players and give like hockey fans a chance to go, wow, this is better than, than just watching one team. Holy crap. Like I, I think that model is going to be perfect for safety. Cause I don't, I, Mike, we're breaking records on a daily basis to the point, Mike, where we're probably going to have to cancel our Thanksgiving day plans. And I mean, <sighs> How how do you go? How do you how do you look at these numbers right now? These COVID numbers. And uh, one thing I should mention too, with uh, my my resource I have upstairs right now, Miss Doctor Lady, Doctor um, Wife, Doctor My Wife. Um, that's my Venture Brothers. Um, nobody watches Venture Brothers. I don't no, know why. I... We don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> what is that? Seriously, anybody in the comments, if you've ever watched the Venture Brothers, make me feel better. Um, <laughs> I, th I thought Doctor Doctor Wife sounded a little like Scrubsian, so I thought you were going to latch onto that a little bit. But. Oh, that would have been. Anyways, okay. you could come back, bring it back, bring it home, Matt. <laughs> so, just a real quick little note about um, what's going on with the COVID situation is that normally what you'd see in like a testing situation for COVID is like two percent being positive, but we're seeing twelve percent right now which means even though these numbers are breaking records, they're probably a lot higher. So the amount of people that actually have COVID is a lot higher than what we're seeing in the positive cases. So again, think, just think about it that way. It's usually 2% positive rate for whoever gets tested for COVID and what turns out to be positive. And right now it's, it's 12%. I voted for Joe Biden for nothing. God damn it. Yeah. Can you believe Joe? God, wins the election and this is the shit what we got. What a dick. Yep, he brought it with him, I think. Um, but uh, I, uh, I gotta say, I, I really like this idea um, where, you, like you, you said, a firefighter. I was gonna go with a, a nurse rotation where you kind of, you know, yeah. you do, you do a, you crunch all your hours into a couple days, um, then you come home with dark circles under your eyes and a crying baby, and then you cry yourself to sleep like Moira Rose in uh, <laughs> I just finished crying myself to sleep, and then. Uh, <laughs> After that, you get a week off, and then you come back and grind again. Um, but Moira jokes aside, the only the only little nugget about this that is a little odd is it, it makes sense to do it almost like a baseball series to get, you know, all right, let's do all of our Tampa Bay games in a row. We'll knock that series out. Boom. So then we don't have to worry about, you know, the Florida team, you know, doing battle with the Red Wings again. The only problem with that. And it's kind of the magic of the regular season is that let's say Nikita Kucherov misses like the first month with, uh, you know, some nagging injury. So he's out. If you do it like this with the baseball series style, that means you could potentially just get no games with Nikita Kucherov against the Red Wings. So uh, in a in so, a world where I know it's, it's such a small thing, but it, it can be to a point where um, 
a league so desperate to market stars, it could it could just make it a little bit tougher, you know, in certain certain areas where you know you might miss your chance to see some of the good players if you do it like that. Well, I think I think you have to do it in a way that um, like you have to prepare for the the best case and the worst case scenario. So, like, if Kucherov gets hurt in the regular in a regular world, we're still screwed by that like we still don't get to see Kucherov he still doesn't get to be put on the platform that he deserves to be on so if we if we do do it like this though what I'm saying is like those opportunities to watch those other players happens while you're watching other teams play hockey like I mean there will be Red Wings fans that'll go all right shoot now I just don't have hockey to watch for a week but there will be a good chunk of fans who spend a lot of time watching hockey they spend a lot of time watching Red Wing hockey and this will give them a break every, you know, at least once a month or maybe twice a month to check out somebody else. So I, I, I will, I will stand pat and say this, this would be a good opportunity to, to see some other hockey teams and to see some other players. I, and it's something that would be so unique because even every other sport, like uh, you watch uh, football, you've got your team. And then you've got like three other games that you can watch uh, other football teams play. Either that or your team just sucks like the Detroit Lions and you're already in in the mode of like, well, I'm not watching them anyway. So I'm going to watch somebody else like that. That's that's your best case scenario for checking out other football teams. But if you have a good football team. Again, you've got like four other games to choose from. Uh, but from this hockey perspective, I, I like that week off and you could you could pick and choose between the different hockey teams you're, you're going to pick up when your team's taking seven days off. Yeah, the, the only times it, it might be a little bit of an adventure um, are the weeks where we have to feature like the Pacific Division, um, where you, you kind of have uh, a lot of Canadian teams. So trying to sell it in the United States might be a little bit tough. I mean, you're talking about getting people to tune in for Calgary versus Vancouver, uh, you know, but you'll, you'll get the Vegas Knights, which I think they have a little bit of a following um, nationally. And then uh, the other poopoo division, which selfishly we would be okay with it. Um, you might have to watch the Atlantic uh, <laughs> that had uh, Buffalo, Ottawa and Detroit in it. Woo. So that might be right. uh, that might so be a little rough on, uh, on the numbers coming in. I, I still I still side with the idea that this is that opportunity to to watch those other teams. So maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it is tougher to market because we don't have. Um, I mean, like we don't like... we don't have a relationship. But that's where I'm saying like you create that relationship in this instance. Yeah, like that's what this is for. Yeah, I mean. Um... It's not that, again, I, I kind of like the idea of, of doing a break. And then uh, it just might stink. Like if one player gets it, you essentially have to quarantine the whole team. And then you might have to quarantine like a whole week of scheduled play. And then if you had a break scheduled the next week, I don't know what you do if you just go like two weeks without Red Wings playing. Well, I think I think that would be why they don't have anything out yet, right? Because they're still planning it. They're still trying to figure out how are we going to do this. So I think what they're trying to do is create a contingency plan. So when somebody, when when a team does fall into that situation, they can maybe work that week off into it somewhere. And I think they'll the teams will take time off in chunks. Like it'll be the same team. So uh, you know those those same divisional. Uh, matchups or maybe they're going to reorganize the league for the season but either way if that whole chunk has to take time off uh you'd be in the same situation anyway and then when they come back 
the only issue is going to be my plan to watch other hockey will just be out the window because they'll be playing at the same time again. But again, you're, are you really hurt there? Cause it's the situation you were used to anyway. Yeah. I, I'm going to say I love it and I almost love it as much Mike as I have loving, have been loving my lawnmower 3.0 that has been cutting away at my pubis for months now, keeping me high and tight, nice and dry. Uh, I, I, you know, you've got the, the nice slick cut just poof, right down. Uh, you can go fast with this sucker. You can go whip it around. Uh, it's no problem at all because uh, this thing is going to avoid all the nicks and scrapes that you normally get. If you're using that thing that you're shaving your face with, all those problems are gone. You get to keep a nice clean <laughs> razor for your face. And no more bloody stumps uh, down at your base. Um, oh, hey, base and face. All right. Anyways, uh, so shave shave nice and clean down in that area. I, I'm telling you, like, again, all the summer projects, super easy to do. Right now, in my office right now, i got got my shorts going. Got a heater down here. I don't have to worry about getting too hot. Why, Mike? Because my lawnmower 3.0. That's why. So if you guys want to get in on the lawnmower 3.0 adventure, uh, go to manscaped.com. And use promo code THPN to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Promo code THPN. That's 20% off and free shipping. You're going to get this, this tool with the 7,000 RPM motor. It's got the LED uh, light to shine where the, the sun don't shine. It's got the quiet stroke technology. It's got that beautiful charging stand so you can let all your loved ones know that are coming over to visit for the holidays that... You know what? Don't have too many people visit over the holidays. Just live stream from your bathroom and show everybody that you have the lawnmower 3.0 keeping you clean. Uh, that's that's the way to go. All right, everybody, manscaped.com, promo code THPN gets you 20% off and free shipping. I'm telling you, you're not going to be disappointed. Go check it out. All right. we. I think that was the fastest I've ever gotten through that, and I'm pretty proud of that because we really do <laughs> hang on to that too long. Mike, uh, another thing uh, we did this week. I love these was... segments. Let's get in. <laughs> another segment. All right, let's uh, let's let's do this right, right? All right, Mike, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about being the GM. All right, hit me with that question, man. What do you got? All right, so this week's situation, and this is so important because we did get a little bit of pushback. The situation was we're nearing the trade deadline and trade and Tyler Bertuzzi trade discussions are heating up. So it doesn't matter if you do or don't want to trade Tyler Bertuzzi, Mike. That's the key here. You got to read the question. We're not saying we absolutely have to get rid of Tyler. We're saying if it was about to happen, what do we do next? All right, so that, that being the situation, what is the lowest level of return you're willing to accept for Bert? So the, the, the conversation has heated up. You have people calling Steve Eiserman going, all right, we're going to give you this for Tyler. We're going to give you this for Tyler. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, Mike, I, I gave the option of a 2021 first round being, the, again, this is the lowest level of return. Uh, 2022 first rounder, second rounder and a prospect, multiple picks and a veteran. Crushing it with the win. The absolute lowest that Red Wings fans are willing to accept for Tyler Bertuzzi is a 2021 first rounder. I don't think they're wrong. All right. Hey. I, uh, I would, I, if somebody offered me a 2022 first rounder, I, I, I'd be okay with it. You know, we got to start doing the drop from uh, half of Breezango because it's Tyler. Down, look down, look down, look down. 
Um, I don't think you could take less than a first-round pick for a guy who's going to be a top-six forward or one of the best top-nine forwards ever. Um, if he's coming <laughs> up the wing on your third line, I think you're a pretty privileged team. Um, so I think the Red Wings are in a, a good spot where they could, uh, you know, get a little get a little greedy with those desires if somebody comes calling. Um, I gotta say, I don't see him being moved. Uh, I think this is his short-term contract is just a negotiation ploy by Iserman to be like, all right, just prove it, and then we'll uh, we'll give you a Red Wing mortgage. So um, let's see what you got. You know, last year we're kind of wiping the slate clean for a lot of guys because it was just top to bottom toilet play from pretty much everybody down. Um, so we're going to give you kind of a soft reboot here uh, with, uh, you know, a, a somewhat more it, it, inarguably healthier defense. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, a healthier defense, uh, a more skilled defense. Uh, we're breaking in the Grice man. And uh, let's see what happens. All right, this is this is your chance to make some money, son. You got to earn, son. So now we're giving you defense. Let's see what you got. Now my my concern comes back to uh, what actually happened in the arbitration with somebody who is outside of the organization is determining what Bertuzzi's salary would be, um, and him not going near or, or closer to what Bertuzzi was asking for. And then again, us looking at all of the comparable players that we did a few weeks back that you can find at bodpodcast.com and seeing that Bertuzzi is far underpaid when compared to anybody else that's around his production level, either from a possession standpoint, uh, from advanced analytics, or you just look strictly at points in a top six forward and what is Bertuzzi uh, performing at? What is he getting paid compared to anybody else in that level? he's far underneath what, what some others are being offered right now. Um, and especially the idea too, that's a one-year contract. So based on that, you know, what is the rest of the league seeing when they look at Tyler Bertuzzi? Are they seeing that potential or are they seeing a guy that's looking good on a team that's not great? Uh, and what do you pull from that? Are you saying he's the shiniest turd or are you saying that, Oh my gosh, can you believe what he's been able to pull off with absolutely nothing around him? Um, now, one thing I, I recommend everybody takes a, a quick peek at, and it popped up here for a second, is uh, Jesse came in with uh, a far more in-depth analysis. If you guys want to check that out at bodpodcast.com. But you can see, Mike, I made uh, I made our our our, <laughs> our meme, I, I don't know, our graphic uh, for this series because we're not only taking a look at Tyler Bertuzzi, we just started there, but we're going to take a look at everybody going week to week as we get closer to the season. Like, where is the trade value at? What makes sense? Uh, you know, what is is it something that you absolutely need to get rid of this guy? Is there more potential in keeping a player? All of that and more uh, going into this series. So again, some people could get upset that we we asked how much do you get back for Tyler Bertuzzi because you want to see him play. But also, let's not forget, folks, we might not have hockey for a very long time. So this is what we got to do to make sure we have stuff to talk about. Uh, but yeah, go to bodpodcast.com, check out Jesse's article, um, and, and you can see, you know, Bobby Ryan uh, could be next. You could have John Merrill coming up next. Who, who else are we going to talk about? You guys know, anybody that's got those short-term deals, we want to figure out should they stick around um, and uh, what can we get back for them. So I like where Jesse went with this. I want you guys to check it out. Um, I do think uh, one element I I would make my point. I would rather you guys went and checked out what Jesse had to say. Uh, Cause we actually agreed on what would be the best 
return. Um, yeah. And it has a lot to do with, Mike, the prospect development over the next year for any of these guys that might miss out on some hockey because of COVID. So uh, that's where maybe I just led the witness into which draft pick is more important. But um, <laughs> yeah, go check out BODpodcast.com so you can see what Jesse's thoughts were. I agree. So I don't want to, I don't want to steal his thunder. So you guys just go check that out. Um, and uh, Mike, we're, we've got another segment here, return of an old favorite. Is it time? Is it time, Matt? I think Matt? it might be time. It's definitely it time. time. You know what it's time for? Another exciting segment starring head coach Jeff Blashell. Matt, it's who's it? Pokemon! Where what I'm going to do is uh, cherry pick out of context a real line from head coach Jeff Blashell. Uh, it, you never know. It might be presented by uh, commentator, J- uh, I almost called him James Woods. It's gonna be <laughs> shared by Paul Woods, not uh, not James Woods. Uh, James from, Woods would be interesting. Yeah, be from uh, the John Carpenter movie Vampires, among other things. Great movie also, if you haven't seen it. Also from the list of uh, Trump uh, defenders. You might know him from there. But I'm gonna know him from two. thing I like. So I'm gonna like him from a John Carpenter movie. How about that, Matt? Now, uh, you know. Player's choice here. You get to choose the settings. Do you want me to read the quote, or would you prefer that uh, I do a, a what we call a Paul Woods impression? Always a Paul Woods impression. Matt, once again, has chosen the Paul Woods impression here. Matt, so once again, the game is we're going to cherry pick a uh, Jeff Blaschel quote out of context. It might even not be an entire line uh, from Jeff Blaschel, but it made <laughs> me laugh. So we're going to see if Matt can guess who... Jeff Blaschel was talking about. Matt, are you buckled in? I'm buckled. Matt is thoroughly buckled. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. This week, Jeff Blaschel was asked about many players uh, being rented out to uh, teams over in uh, Europe. Uh, Apparently, that's somewhere outside of the United States and Canada where they play hockey, Matt. Uh, Fascinating to learn. It is a global sport. So uh, without name-dropping the player here, they asked, what are you hoping to see from player blank? And among Blaschel's many lines, Matt, here's Paul Woods. And uh, what I want to know is, uh, is he winning puck battles? Is he good? All right. Now, did I doctor the quote a little bit to make it sound like he's just blatantly saying, is our player good? Yes, I did. Uh, So know that going in. Uh, know that you only got to hear Paul Woods for maybe a second. I can read it one more time, but that's all you get. Hmm. All right. So he's not talking about anybody that was just drafted. I'm pretty sure. I can't leave the witness. He could be talking about Lucas Raymond. I don't know. Could be. I, I don't think, I don't think you would say that. I I think, um, I think. What I double bluff you. Matt, the key line here, is he good? I'm going to say Philip Zadina. Matt, you are going to say Philip Zadina. You are going to be correct. Yes! <laughs> Matt wins this week's episode of Who's It? Pokemon! The full so, quote was, is he good defensively? But I cherry-picked it to say, is he good? That's terrible. You're a monster. Anyway, I, I, I warned you beforehand. So everybody knew going in that it was a... Um, respectfully edited uh, out-of-context quote from Blaschel on a top runway prospect. Everybody knew the game. 
I think all was fair. Matt, you ended up guessing it anyway. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm very right. excited to have more segments of Who's That Pokemon. Here's here's the key. I, I think that he would only be asked that and uh respond you know, respond in that way when he's talking about someone that um we haven't quite seen a full season of. And I like I just I didn't think we were gonna get that about you know, we're definitely not getting about heroic. Like heroic we're set on. Um yeah. And I think the only other option there would be, you know, is he good enough to join the NHL would be Ward Sider. And that's where I, I don't, I didn't, I couldn't believe that it was Ward Sider. So I had to go Philip Sedina, even though we all believe it. But we also, I'm going to guess that that came from, you said the Free Press or the Detroit News, right? Uh, neither of those. I will withhold my source. Uh, but what I was trying to do is catch you a little off guard there by, having you think that uh, Jeff Blaschel goes into his scouting reports with uh, a big Santa Claus-like naughty or nice list and whether player is good or bad. <laughs> well, I still I still got it, even though I think my explanation of why I got it is making less sense. Well, <laughs> the more that you, you describe... Brought to you without the permission of uh, uh, Nintendo, uh, Niantic even, who has some ownership in Pokemon. Matt, that was this week's version. Uh, I think we've finished all our segments. Beautiful. The human slowpoke himself. That's a Pokemon, (laughs) in case he ever listens. Uh, Matt, does that that wrap it up for episode 83? Yeah, I think we're good to go. We're going to ride off into the sunset. Everybody, thanks for checking us out. Uh, Don't forget, we still have that uh, you, you can win a Red Wings jersey if you go to at BOD Hockey, retweet our pinned post right at the top. Oh, you know what? This is really... If you're listening now, you can do it. If you're listening on the live stream, unfortunately, if you're listening on a podcast, uh, it's already been decided. So, unfortunately, <laughs> you're missing out when this is released Monday morning. I should have mentioned that earlier. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, now that I'm seeing no retweets, it's, it's, we're probably stuck at the number we're stuck at. Um, but everybody that did give it a shot to try and get the Red Wings uh, as the winning uh, podcast, uh, I do appreciate it quite a bit. And uh, we, we even got some folks that uh, found us, Mike, through Facebook this week. So I, I appreciate those folks as well for joining along. Uh, and yeah, continue to, to follow along. We want to keep giving you content. I've got uh, our NHL 21 review. I'm actually going to play NHL 21 on uh, PlayStation 5 to give you guys sort of an update on if anything's changed, if anything feels better, feels quicker. Um, I, I thought that was important. So I held off on releasing the, the NHL 21 uh, reviews. You'll, you guys are, will get that later this week. Um, and then, um, yeah, just keep keep an eye out. I think uh, Jesse's going to be putting together the uh, the Bobby Ryan take and uh, what what his value could be uh, could be if he hits the trade market. All right, so everybody, thanks again at Bod Hockey on Twitter, uh, Brothers of Discussion on uh, YouTube. If you guys want to check out that channel, and then uh, Facebook, we're just Red Wings Rant. If you guys want to follow us there, we're still we're still fresh and new on Facebook. So start the conversation over there. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks everybody. Have a good one.